Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, praise team. The Lord bless you tonight. So thankful for the power of God that we feel in this place on this Wednesday night. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes, you know, have you ever heard that uh, that expression, man, I'm just I'm just speechless or your kindness or whatever it is. It, it makes me without words, right? Well, that's sometimes how we feel about Jesus. In fact, oftentimes. And so sometimes that's all we can say is something simple like that. Lord, you're all I need. Or just Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you're wonderful. Sometimes the simple things are just all we can we can encompass him because he's so great and mighty beyond what our words can tell him who he is. Oh, but Jesus, you're all I need. You're all I need. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so honored and thankful to be here tonight and honored by the invitation to speak to you and share the word with you. I give honor to my pastor, our pastor. Amen. Tonight we miss him, uh, but I'm so thankful again to be here and uh, uh, some big shoes to 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 walk in tonight not to fill in any means but to walk in tonight and uh, with the help of the lord uh I'll, i'll speak to you for a few minutes on the subject of fire amen fire praise god first kings chapter 18 starting in verse 21 the scripture says and elijah came unto all the people and said how long halt ye between two opinions If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. And moving down to verse 24, the scripture says, And call ye on the name of the Lord, excuse me, and call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Amen. It's almost like they were prophesying. It is well spoken. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you'll set your Bibles down one more time, let's go before the Lord Jesus. We thank you for this time together that we can be in your presence as a family, Lord. I thank you for your word and what you're going to speak to us tonight. I pray that you would speak to us, Lord, through me as your servant, Lord. Touch my my mouth, my lips, Lord God, that I that I would speak what you would have me to speak. Help me to be a vessel and conduit for your word tonight. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would be in this place. God, that we would not leave the same, but that we would be changed. Lord, that we would be doers of the word and not hearers only tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And I wonder if we could just give him some praise right now now hallelujah praise God God. amen and you may be seated thank the Lord fire I heard a story once about this 
this young blonde lady who uh, she called the fire department because her neighbor's house was on fire. She saw smoke rising up and she calls him, quick, quick, you got to get here. The, the fire, there's a fire going on. I don't know what in the world. It's, it's right next door. You got to get here. You got to get here as fast as you can. Just frantic on the phone with the fire department. And they say, all right, ma'am, just, just calm down. It's, just calm down. We know there's a fire. Okay, how do we get there? And there's just this pause. And all of a sudden she just says, duh, big red truck. <laughs> I heard a couple of groans in the audience tonight. <clears throat> yes, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's something else, right? You know, there's many different types of fire. There's the fire that I just kind of mentioned, such as destruction, a house fire or car fires. I've been driving down the road before and uh, sometimes I've seen them in, in the midst. A, a car catches on fire. It's, uh, it's crazy, but one of the things that's very interesting about fire is it draws people. When there's fire, uh, first of all, there's smoke, right? But there's also usually people. They're going to gather around. Here recently, we, uh, my wife and I were about to, uh, we were just coming back actually from, from a day away from, from the house, and I was about to go play a round of golf with, with Corey Spring, and I'm loading up my golf clubs, and all of a sudden my wife says, oh my goodness, and I said, what? She said, I just got a text that said the apartment is on fire. And of course, it wasn't our apartment, thankfully, but it was one of the ones that uh, she oversees in Mount Vernon. And all they say is, just wanted you to know the apartment's on fire. That was the text. <laughs> just, just thought you should know the apartment's on fire. And she's just, what in the world? So she calls, the guy doesn't answer. She calls two or three other people. It's, it's a multi-unit building and, and nobody's answering. And so she says, uh, I said, well, I really hate to do this, but do you want me to go with you to Mount Vernon instead of going to play golf? And she asked me to. And so we drove down there and, and I wish I had had time to gather some pictures, but it was incredible what the destruction was on this home just in minutes and how quickly the fire department, I was talking to some of them later and, and they were showing me a video of the fire uh, itself and they said, we almost lost it. And it all started from what we can pretty much tell from a gas grill that was on the back porch. How quickly that can happen and spread, right? And so there's fire of destruction. And, uh, but then there's also fire. We can use it for enjoyment. How many people enjoy a bonfire, especially in the fall, right? A bonfire or a campfire, love to go camping, sit around the campfire, make some s'mores and hot dogs, and maybe throw some steak on the black, on the cast iron skillet over the coals. And man, I don't know what it is about this pulpit, but everybody that gets in, it just starts talking about food, right? Amen. So, and then, of course, one of my wife's favorite types of fire is candles. She loves candles. If you want to make her happy, and probably just about any woman in the church, buy her a candle. Because you want to find out what smell she likes first, right? But there's, there's different types of fire. And what we need for fire, I'm sure all of you know, maybe we can go to school for just a minute. Some, what do we need? Heat, right? And what else? Oxygen and and fuel, right? Heat, oxygen, and fuel. Those are the things that we need for fire. 
Well, in 1 Kings chapter 18, as we read a little bit here, we see that there are probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there were lots of fires happening because Samaria was in a drought. Uh, Elijah had told the king that, uh, that there in, in the previous chapter, he'd come to King Ahab and said that uh, there will be no rain upon the earth until God says so. Excuse me, until God says so. And then God takes Elijah and, and uh, takes him to uh, the brook and feeds him from the ravens. And, and then uh, he goes to the widow's house and, and all of these things. But finally, three years passes and he comes to, uh, and he's awakened. And the scripture says, it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. And so Elijah goes to Ahab and, and, he, and he's out and around the same time, I believe it was most likely the Lord moved upon Ahab and he took uh, Obadiah and, and they go out upon the land and, and Ahab tells Obadiah, we need to find some water so that uh, some of the horses and some of the cattle and some of the mules at least can be saved. We, we've got to go find some water. So the scripture says that Ahab went one way and Obadiah went the other. And who does Obadiah come upon but Elijah? And Elijah says, where's your master? Where's the king? And he says, go find him and tell him that I want to meet with him. And immediately Obadiah's response is, what are you thinking? Do you want me to die? It, it's like this, this dramatic response he has. He says, wait a second, I was the guy that saved 150 prophets when, when, when Queen Jezebel wanted to kill them. And, and I'm this guy that, that loves the Lord. What do, you, what do you want to do? Put me in peril, right? And, 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 and pretty soon he says, I, I promise that, that, that I will stay right here because Obadiah was afraid that, that as soon as he left that the Lord would take Elijah and do another disappearing act, as it were. And so he says, I promise that I'm going to stay right here. So he stays right there and, and he goes and finds Ahab and Ahab comes riding up and it, I can just picture it in my mind. Maybe you can go there with me right now. It's, it's as if he's riding up on, on one of the horses and, and the horse is just kind of panting, you know, because he's trying to find the water and, and, uh, and Ahab, almost before he, he's even in earshot, he says, oh, it's you, the troubler of Israel, right? Isn't it funny how the enemies of us always think we're the troublemakers, especially in this climate and day and age? I don't want to get too political and things, but so often it seems like the Christians are the troublemakers. Why, why don't you just keep your mouth shut, right? Why do, you, why do you want to stand up for what you believe? Well, I'll stand here today and tell you just as a side note, if nothing else, that we need to stand up for what we believe, amen, in this day and age. There needs to be someone that's going to say, I'm going to stand upon the word of God. I will not falter. I will not fail. But in the face of adversity, I will stand upon the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that was almost Elijah's response. He says, I'm no trouble of Israel. It's you who's not disobeyed or who has disobeyed God. You're the trouble of Israel, you and your queen Jezebel. And so they finally kind of figure this out. And, and he says, listen, I want you to call all the prophets of Baal and, and everybody, all the people, and I want you to go up to Mount Carmel and I'm going to meet you there. And God's going to do something and then there's going to be rain. 
And so they go up to Mount Carmel, and that's where we've picked up the story. And Elijah begins to almost preach to the people. How long will you falter? How long will you halt, the scripture says, between two opinions? How long will you be between serving God and serving Baal? Remember, these are Israelites. These are people who know who God is. These are people who have had a relationship or have known who God was from even from their fathers, if nothing else. And he says, how long will you halt between two opinions? And I feel like that's part of the message today for even someone in the house. How long will we halt between two opinions? How long will we sit half, half in and half out? How long will we be upon the fence? I wonder if anybody today is will, would be willing to stand and say, I have made my mind up. I've made my decision. That is for me in my house, as Brother Tyler preached, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We will serve the Lord. I'm not between two opinions. My, the Lord, he is my God. And so Elijah calls for them. And he says, there's two altars here. Find a bullock. The scripture says, let them give us two bullocks and let them choose one and I'll choose the other and we'll cut it into pieces and lay it on wood and put it on fire and uh, put fire and put no fire, excuse me, under it. And I will dress the other and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And then there comes our text. We'll call upon each God and who he who answers by fire, he will be God. And so the prophets of Baal, they go first and, and I can just see them now. They've, they, they, all this ceremony, all this drama, if it were, they, they, they have this big, beautiful built altar, all this, however it is that they would build them. And, and they've, and they've put their bullocks there and, and I can, and I can just picture it in my mind, some, some little kind of maybe puny prophet maybe. And he's got a match and he's like watching Elijah, you know, make sure to see because he's wanting to get fire. But as soon as he goes, there's Elijah. So he kind of ducks it away and, and pulls off over here and, and then he sneaks back over, you know, and then you've got all these guys and they're, they're yelling. And, and I love Elijah's response. He, he starts to kind of tease him. The scripture says, uh, he, he said unto the prophets of Baal, uh, excuse me, it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them. That's what it says in verse 27. And, and he said, cry aloud for he is a God. Maybe he's talking or, or maybe he's uh, pursuing or maybe he's in a journey or, or peradventure uh, he sleepeth. You know, maybe he went someplace, you know, <laughs> maybe he went out for some pizza, like, uh, like, uh, brother Anthony preached. He had, he had tats up here. You know, maybe, maybe your God went over to tats and he can't hear you right now. You know, maybe you got to call a little louder. Maybe he's taking an afternoon nap as it were. I just, I love that response of Elijah. And so he's here and he's, and he's fighting back and forth with these guys. And, and finally they're just, they're tired. The scripture says that they've been cutting themselves and all these pagan things. And I can just see these prophets just, oh, Baal, you know, at this point is kind of falling down. And, and I can just imagine that maybe they just all just are, they're just done. They just sit and there's this hush that comes across upon the crowd. And then the response of Elijah he goes over to the, the, uh, the altar of God. But this altar's a little different. See, this altar's been broken down and, and this altar's falling. How many altars have we let to fall in the place today? How many altars in this day and age have we allowed to falter and fail? 
Many years ago, we allowed the, the altar of prayer in schools to falter and fail. Many years ago, we've let other altars, uh, and well, that, that was grandmother's altar, and, and that was my dad's altar, and, and all these, they faltered and failed. But the scripture says that Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And that was when he repaired the altar. He did it publicly. He did it in front of everyone. He said, you need to watch this. You need to know what's going on here. This altar's been broken down, but we're going to repair the altar. And then he did the second thing in verse 30. He put the wood in order. And then lastly, in verse 36, the next step that Elijah took, and I'm going to come back to these in just a moment. He, it came to pass at the time of the offering, verse 36, of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said. That's when he prayed. And see, what happened next was that God answered by fire. We're familiar with the story. He had the servants pour the water on the wood and, and do all of these things. He, he dug the trench and the scripture says that the, the fire, it, it consumed everything about the altar. It consumed every part of the altar. It consumed the stone and the wood and the dust and even the water. And it was very, very clear that God who answered by fire, that the Lord God, he was God. And I'll tell you what, that same God then that answered by fire will answer by fire today hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> praise God God has been a God of fire he protected the Garden of Eden by an angel with a flaming sword. He led the children of Israel by a pillar of fire. And the same God that answered with fire in the day of Elijah answered with fire on the day of Pentecost. Turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 2, a very familiar passage I know. But the scripture says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'll tell you today that the Bible says our God is a consuming fire. And if we want our God to answer by fire, there's some things that we have to do. Hallelujah. We have to take the same step steps that Elijah took and the same steps that they took in Acts chapter 2. Number one, they had an altar. And I'll tell you today, if you need repair to your altar, there is no better place and no better time than tonight. Today is the day of salvation, the scripture says. You can come up here, you can kneel in your seat, and you can repair that altar. You can do it by repentance. You can ask God to forgive you for where you've been, what you've done, the things you've said. Maybe you've never had an altar. You can build an altar tonight and he will meet you there. The scripture says to take up your cross and follow him. That is building an altar. 
Secondly, they had a sacrifice. The Bible says we should offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice. Our prayer should be, I give myself, Lord, 100% to you. I will go where you want me to go. I will be who you want me to be. I will do what you want me to do. And I will say what you want me to say. We must have a sacrifice for the altar. Lastly, there must be order. The scripture says that, uh, that Elijah put the wood in order. And, he, and it says that they were all in one accord and in one place. That they were all in one accord or in unity, praying with prayer and supplication on the day of Pentecost. And lastly, there was prayer. If you'll stand with me tonight. Hallelujah. These are the things that we must have if we want fire. Fire consumes. Fire destroys. Fire burns up. And fire has power. And fire draws. Where are you tonight? What part of the fire of the Holy Ghost do you need? Maybe there are some things in your life, those altars perhaps that you've let fade away. Or some things in your life that maybe it's that, just that one stone. Maybe it's in the back of the altar. Everything else is built up and, and it looks so good to everyone, but there's that one piece that's missing. Maybe that's something that you need the fire to destroy from your life. It's not something that you keep around and keep close to you. No, it's something that we allow the purging fire to burn out of us and destroy. Maybe you're looking for the fire that will purify. I've, I've given so much, but now what's left is the sacrifice. My altar's built, the wood is there, now burn the sacrifice, Lord. Purify it. Maybe you need the fire that has power. God, I've got a need in my life. I've given myself as a sacrifice and now I need the power of the Holy Ghost to come through. Burn up, Lord, those things. Do that work that only you can do. I need you. As we sang earlier, Jesus, you're all I need. But maybe we need the fire that draws people. God, I want to be a witness. Lord, I, I want to be a vessel to be used by you. I want to be that thing that draws. We have to have an altar. We have to have sacrifice. There has to be order and there has to be prayer. All of those things were in the midst of the story of Elijah and in Acts chapter two, and they're here today. We've experienced them before. I'm, I'm hastened back to the prayer line. Does anybody remember that? There was a unity in this house. There was, there was a, a repentance 
There was a purity. And what happened when we offered ourselves as a sacrifice, God showed himself mighty as a consuming fire. I believe that's where he provided Brother Brother Brad's miracle. I've seen many people that were changed from walking through that prayer line. I know there was a work in me when, when he had us, when he had all the ministers walk through the prayer line. We've seen it. Now are we gonna let it go? Or are we gonna hold on to it? I wonder if we could just close our eyes and make this whole place an altar right now. This front is open, or if you just wanna sit in your seat, Maybe you don't know where you are. Lord, I just know that I want the fire of the Holy Ghost in me. God, I want to be a sacrifice. I want to have an altar built. Lord, I need some order in my life. God, I need some discipline. Lord, I've cleaned some things out, but Lord, maybe there's more. Purge it from me. Wherever you are tonight, you know, let the Spirit do the work right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's plenty of time here in this building. Tonight's the night to rebuild that altar. Tonight's the night to be the sacrifice, the living sacrifice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tonight's the night to get things in order. Lord, I want my house in order. God, I want discipline in my life, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's the overflow of your altar that your ministry comes from. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Burn in my life, Jesus. Draw people to me. God, when I'm on fire for you, the people would be drawn to you through me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.